You're listening to the VoiceOver Hour podcast, brought to you by the VoiceOver Network, with special sponsors, Rode Microphones, Source Elements, Studio Bricks, and Focusrite. My name's Rachel Naylor, and I'm your host. The VoiceOver Hour podcast takes you behind the scenes in the voiceover industry, sharing stories, insights, and so much more. The VoiceOver Hour podcast will be dropping every Tuesday. It'll be up to an hour long, some interviews more, some less, and I'm going to be talking to wonderful experts in the voiceover industry who are going to share their stories as well as share information and advice for you. I started the VoiceOver Network five and a half years ago because I wanted to create a safe place for voiceover professionals to come together to help and support each other, to get the right information and to strengthen this amazing industry we work in. The VoiceOver Network is a global community of voiceover professionals and I'm so proud of what we've created. I want to empower you on your journey. This episode was recorded on the Roadcaster Pro Podcast Production Studio, the amazing all-in-one podcasting console from Rode Microphones. Okay, fantastic. So we have an amazing guest joining us on the VoiceOver Hour podcast today. We have Dave Peacock. Now, Dave is a animation director and casting director. Dave has worked on hundreds of animations, including Thunderbirds, Octonauts, Dennis and Nasha, Hilda, Gojetters, 101 Dalmatians, to name but a few, and loads, loads more. Uh, so it's an absolute honour to have you joining us on the VoiceOver Hour podcast. Welcome, Dave Peacock. Very pleased to be here. Yeah, thank you very much for joining us. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it's, um, it's wonderful to have you. And um, yeah, you've had an amazing career and worked on, on so many animations. And I know that animation in the voiceover world is something that that a lot of voiceover artists, it's kind of the pinnacle. It's the really exciting, fun stuff that most people kind of really yeah. want to get into. And, and voiceover artists come into voiceovers and end up doing telephone on hold and medical operations <laughs> yeah. and they're always kind of looking to animation because that's that's usually what draws a lot of people in yes basically doing silly voices and, yeah. and having fun and having fun because yeah. that's what what animation and doing some voice acting rather than just going press four yes <laughs> yes that. hello yeah. and welcome to yeah i've yeah. done many of those <laughs> <laughs> so how so tell us um a little bit of how, how you got started and how you got into the industry um I went to college to learn how to make TV programs yeah. and then got a job as an assistant in a recording studio and worked my way up to be a studio engineer, okay. recording commercials and um, various corporates yeah. and things like that, and narrations for TV shows and stuff like that. Um, then moved to a publishing house, doing lots of... Um, sort of recording those online horoscopes and things like that. Okay. Yeah, they had a very they had a little studio in the corner of the office that was mm. really high spec and I was the only person working there, so I could do what I wanted, which was great. Nice. Um, and then I got asked to do some holiday cover for a studio. Yeah. Um, and then they said, Oh, can you stay? 
Mm. And that and that studio was the same company that I ended up being there for seventeen years. Oh, wow. So I was there quite. We started when I went there. We had they had two studios. The time I left, they had seven. Mm. So we sort of built it up quite a lot. Mm. And when I was there, I started engineering a lot of animation sessions okay. and lots of multi-voice ensemble animation sessions. And because you're dealing with actors all the time, the animation director started to say, like, oh, do you know anybody that would be good for that sort of thing? Yeah. And then you, you suddenly went, hold on, I've just cast that for you. Yeah. For free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also because you're working with actors a lot, you get used to ways of getting performances out of actors. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, some animation directors are absolutely brilliant voice directors and some are not because that's not their primary skill. Yeah. I can't draw at all. Yes. My eight-year-old can draw far better <laughs> than I can. And she could do when she was three. Um, so I'm not going to expect them to be able to communicate very, very quickly with an actor. So yeah. I was sort of helping out a lot of the animation directors and getting yeah. performances and getting bookings because of that. Mm. Um and then I was thinking, oh, hold on, <laughs> I'm directing your show for you. Your voice is in it. Um, and uh, well, the producer went, oh, can you direct my show and we'll pay you for it and credit you for it. I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then that gave you a bit more confidence to go like, do you want me to direct this? Mm. And so, so I was directing more shows. Um, so were you directing and doing the... And um, engineering. And engineering at yes. the same time? Yes. Okay. Yes. Oh, so they were getting, you know, two for one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and some some producers were like, oh, can you just sort of help out our, our director like you normally do? And sometimes say, well, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to charge you for it. Yeah. Because, you know. And, yes. and so sometimes it takes a little bit of education. But generally people are willing to pay. Uh, which is being, which is nice, mm. you know. Um, and then I went freelance. Um, when did we go freelance? 20, 2013. Okay. Started 2013. Yeah. Um, and you set up Peacock Sound. Yes. 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 Which yep. is your production company. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's the name that we that we work under myself and my partner Sarah, who's also an engineer and has done loads of voice directing and loads of editing and stuff like that and loads of casting so at the moment it's working that sort of I go out and do the direction and pile the material back and Sarah edits away um and uh, so also assists in castings that we get in as well um and also have an assistant called Ricky that basically stops me making mistakes Wonderful. Yes, we just, all need a Vicky. Yes, yes. It's just like if she ever makes, if she, if she, I think she's made one mistake once. Wow. And it's just like, Thank God you're Beautiful human. Life. Yes, <laughs> I thought you were just too perfect. Um, and so th- we've ended up uh, we sometimes providing sort of full service packages, okay. where people come to us with in a bunch of scripts and say just deliver me a show back yeah. or they'll come to us with a bunch of pictures and go deliver me a new version of that back deliver me like UK English version of that back okay other times we will be brought on just to do the casting yeah so on Danger Mouse we just did the casting on that okay um, sometimes we're brought on board just to do the casting of like one or two characters because okay. they would have gone down 
various routes yeah. and then suddenly hit brick walls. Okay. And then we'll get a call going, right, these are the list of people that we've seen. It's like, you've seen 150 people, come on. Uh, it's like, and we can't find them. It's like, okay, well, let's go back to the drawing board. Think about what you're really looking for yeah. and think about what sort of person. Because if you, if you see that many people and you haven't found it, you're... In that particular, that particular show, they had seen so many people. They were just doing stuff wrong. Okay. They just weren't picking the right people. They weren't directing them correctly. Yeah. Um, there wasn't a a focus of how that character should be. Okay. Um, so it's just tying all those things down. Yeah. So it's especially with casting, it's a lot more than just going, "Hey, what about that person?" Yes. You know, or like, "Oh, we'll throw a few people and somebody will get it," because. They often don't, yeah. um, and different people require castings in a lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. And people always say, "How much will it cost to cast this?" It's like, well, it's basically you yeah, know, how much is a piece of string? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't like it is a totally legitimate reason for not casting somebody mm. if somebody's in charge. And I go, yeah. "No, I don't like it." It's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so we have to find out what they what they do like and what they yeah. do want. Yes. Um, and it can be you know arbitrary reasons of like mm, sounds like my system she's horrible. You yeah. Know, you know you can't second guess anyone. So it's just sort of try and get in people's heads as much mm -hmm. as possible, and just talk a lot to you know the people. I find that the the sort of quickest castings happen when I've managed to have a lot of dialogue yeah. about the characters with the people that make decisions. Mm. And then sometimes I'll get, there's one case I've just got one person in. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, them? And they're like, yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly how I heard it in my head. So it's like, good. Cool. Amazing. Yeah. But that's the um, skill as a casting director, right? That you, yeah. you kind of collect voices in yeah. your head and you, you, you know, yeah, you know yeah. to go for yeah. certain things. Uh, and other times, you're just batting your head against the wall, thinking, "They're brilliant for it. They're brilliant for it. Why aren't you saying yes?" And but there'll be a reason, and it might be somebody way up the ladder that just goes, "I've changed my mind." Yeah. And sometimes we have like, oh, you know, somebody like so and so, like I can get the the actual so and so, and you get the so and so in. There you go. There you go. They don't only like so and so; they are so and so. And I go, no. It's like, what? What? Do you like so-and-so? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You didn't want actual so-and-so, you want okay. someone like so-and-so. Yeah. How funny, how interesting. Gosh, there's kind of, yeah, there's a lot of different elements that you have to, you have to be dealing with as, as a casting director. And yeah. I think a lot of, I think that for voice actors, you know, there's a lot that we don't see, you know, a lot of voice actors will say, oh, look, there's a casting director, listen to my reel, cast me in something. You know, yeah. and, and without realising that actually you can't just cast somebody in something because there has to be the right. They're, yeah, they have to be right. And there's there's brilliant actors that on paper would be right for a role, but I might just not think they are right for the role. Yeah. So I won't get them in. Yeah. Because... Well, I'm the cast director, so that's that's sure that you you can do But also having um, you know getting somebody in is a is a time commitment and a financial commitment. Mm -hmm. So you've got to you've got to be sure. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just wasting the client's money. Yeah. Having said that, 
we use castings to see loads of new people so we never ever just get the same people in we're always just looking for new people all the time Wonderful. and especially people have not done animation before okay um because what every <coughs> casting director wants or should should want i think is for the person to turn around and go oh my god but where, where did you find them yeah you know Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
and people that you've seen on TV. Yeah. So there's lots of teen TV. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes you you stumble upon a program, realise it's four years out of date and go like, Oh my god, they're really good. Really good. Oh yeah, they were Star Wars now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they were good. Okay, right, right. okay. <laughs> That explains that. Um, so yeah, lo- lots of trawling. And then, um, and so some... then, what do you do? Do you do you listen to their reels first, or do you send out auditions? Or um, we for a show that we that we just did, we sent we sent through. Um, I sent through character briefs to some agents, yeah. and said, "You you come back with whoever you think oh. you suggest." Okay. Um, and some of the suggestions were good. A lot of them weren't good. Okay. Because people were like, oh, they're male. They can do that. It's like, yeah. no, they can't. They're not 20. They're 50. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, that person needs to be Australian. <laughs> oh, they've been to Australian holiday. They'll be fine. You know. And it's, so you're, you're shifting, shifting through a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, and so do... Depend, so you're listening to their reels at this point. And I'm listening. I'm listening to their reels. Okay. And it will be. I'll listen to their narration reel and their character reel. Okay. Sometimes, if there's somebody that I've seen that I think could be good, and I'm just looking for a little something. Yeah. But I haven't found it yet. I'll just delve deeper and just look for YouTube clips. Yeah. Um. Uh, their vision reels as well. Okay. A lot of the time. Um, sometimes they're, they're gaming reels if they're different from their character reels. Yeah. But a lot of the time there's crossover more and more. Yeah. You know, which yes. I think it needs to. People are making too many reels, I think. It's getting a bit exhausting. There are, yeah. I, I remember I went through a stage where I think I had sort of 12 or something, <laughs> something crazy like that. I was like, okay, I had a reel for, you know, on hold, a reel for this, a reel for that, yeah. a reel for that. <laughs> yeah. And then you kind of realise, actually, I don't really want to work in that area or that area. And, and you know, and then you just go. And it's also, sort of, especially for the on hold thing and yeah. the variations of yeah. it's just like have you got a nice voice can you keep a constant infection there we go yeah yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's like going for a job interview it's like are oh, you a graduate so yes. it doesn't matter what, what yeah. it is basically. <laughs> yeah. can you talk yeah. yes I can good yeah. you can come in yeah on hold is really not the kind of yeah um, interesting so yeah, yeah listen to a lot of reels and just looking for those moments of, of spark and looking mm. for new all the time yeah all the time new and funny new and funny so com- yeah. yeah, obviously animation comedy is yeah. is key, right? Yes, yeah. it's, it's yeah. This podcast is sponsored by Focusrite. Focusrite's range of Scarlet Audio interfaces has already helped make more recordings than any other interface in history. And with the third generation, you'll sound better than ever. The Scarlet is enabling millions of voiceover artists, musicians, podcasters, and content producers to record, mix, and playback audio in studio quality everywhere, all the time. Find out more at focusrite.com. And then, so once you've once you've listened to the reels, and then what you you get a short list of those people that you like. Then get them in. And then you bring them in, so you don't you you never get people to audition from home. Do sometimes get self tapes in. Okay. Um, depending on. Depending on the job and the budget, okay. and the character. Yeah. So if if I think somebody doing a self tape for a character is going to be pointless mm-hmm. because the character is too difficult to describe, or basically what the client wants, 
just needs a lot of guidance. Yeah. Or it's a character that's non-verbal, like as or as in doesn't say words, just communicates in noises. Yeah. That takes a bit of guidance. Yeah. Um, so sometimes self-tape, sometimes not. Yeah. There was what there was one agent when we sent out the brief, which didn't include any casting sides. Um, she got loads of artists to self-tape ad lib stuff. Oh, nice. Which I was. Um, it was like, oh, wow, where did those come from? I was like, hey, what well, you guys impressive. You, you, you the trouble of getting the artists to do this. Were they a new oh. agent? No. Oh, interesting. No. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, and, then, and then that made us get a, a few more people in mm. um, from them because we, we heard a bit more. Yeah. which was good and then so yeah. then you'll then you'll get you'll bring people in to a studio in London yeah normally yeah uh, and how many how many do you roughly get like how many people would you see per character it depends on the budget okay yeah it depends on how well how near how quickly we hit it as okay. well so like roughly if we if, if we're casting four four characters across a day probably six people oh, per character okay. six to eight people per character Okay. So it's not tons. No. It's really not. Yeah. Because that's a day. That's a good few thousand pounds for the client. And how long do you spend with each? 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Wow. That's, that's, yeah, that's a real investment. It's, it's fascinating because I, you know, I hear a lot of, um, I talk to the Disney casting directors mm. and the casting directors in, in LA a lot. And I mean, the way that they work is very different. And they, They'll they, see they listen to thousands yeah. of, of auditions. Yeah. And I, I find that, I'm, I'm fascinated by the American model um, because here in the UK, the lot of casting is still from reels, and I think that that makes more sense <laughs> yeah. on both sides. Yeah, there's quite a bit of self-taping goes on, um, and that's getting more common. It and it does for children. I definitely self-tape first, okay, because you can tell so much so quickly because the child's reel is always out of date. And then to get them into a session as yeah. well is, is a big is a big kind of. Also, I'm I'm aware of I'm aware of people's time yeah. more than people normally are. If you see what I mean. Yeah. Um, and if somebody is in London based, if they're going to give a three hour commitment for a twenty minute gig, yeah, which is unpaid, yeah, you know, they doing a self tape is a is a totally reasonable request. Yes. But I, you know, I've worked with actors that are saying, yeah, I'm based in Ireland. I'll come over. Yeah. I'll just jump on the plane. That's fine. And mm. don't not get me in because of that. I was like, okay, that's fine. And, you yeah. know, they'll come over and they'll, you know, quite often get a few bouts. Nice. You know. Because it's, it's and, I, and I think, I think with um, animation particularly, and video games is, is similar as well, because it's acting, there has to be, you have to have a kind of connection. The director has to have a connection with the actor. Yeah. There has to be a kind of, because if you don't get on, it's going to be... Well, that's, that's, a, that's the other <laughs> thing. We are very much casting the person yeah. as well. Because recording ensemble, you've got to get on. You've got to be personable. So the stuff that you work on, is it all ensemble or mostly ensemble? It varies. Okay. It varies for various reasons. Yeah. So on 101 Dalmatians, we did the leads two people ensemble out of LA um, and the rest we did individually so you went out to LA for that I went you? out to I went out to LA for the first sessions yeah. and then we did it remotely okay wow um, 
And because like sometimes the characters only have like one line in the script. Okay. And there'll be so many characters. I think we ended up with a cast of forty five on that show. Wow. I know, ridiculous. Um for age age from four to seventy four. Wow. You know. It was a yeah. very broad age range on that show. Yeah. Um and on on Hilda we'll record partly ensemble, partly individually. Just depends on upon how the scenes go, yeah. and we'll just sort of do it as required, as well as people's availability. Thunderbirds was an ensemble as much as possible. When you look at the cast of that, we we did very well to get all those people in the room at the same time. Well, Consist- that's it, isn't it? Consistently it's, 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 through yes. three seasons. Yeah, getting um, you know, getting diaries the, to to match up. Yeah, and with people shooting, you know. Films that out in America, you know, mm. for, for, oh, just nine months. Yeah. So it's just like okay, so a long production period is really useful. Okay. Um, Oxnots has been ensemble since day one and still ensemble. We did a session yesterday, ensemble, linking to New York. Um, Wonderful. So yeah, m- mostly ensemble. So we we are we are casting the person yeah. as as well, and also we're you know if, if it's one season. We're spending at least nine months with these people. Yeah. Um, so we need to be able to get on with them. Definitely. You know, definitely. And, and they need to be into it as well. Yeah. You know, if they're like, oh, can I do my, or just do all my lines just, you know, on my phone from home sort of thing. It's yeah. like, yeah, it's a bit more commitment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then so in terms of, so, right, so going back to the kind of the process, so you've, you've, you've listened to the reels, you've got a bunch of people in, you've... You know, you've you've worked with them for twenty minutes each, and then how long? Do, how, how what what's the kind of process that happens then? You then do you send do you choose or do you send that to the client? We or? we we send selects to the clients. Okay, the ones that you think. Uh, we know we send everyone. We just selects of there. We'll do a number of reads across those okay. across each slot. So you'll pick the best ones. Yes, and edit those together and send them to the client um, for them to to listen to, and then just more talking, more yeah. talking, phone calls. Americans love a callback. Yeah. Um, very much so. The UK is loving callbacks more and more. Okay. Sometimes callbacks can be useful, sometimes not so. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, especially if somebody isn't super duper experienced, mm-hmm. they will be very quickly. Yeah. So I always thought, like, yeah, I know, you know, no, auditions are always slightly heightened. Yeah. Um, because everything's focused very much and an ensemble piece is an ensemble piece yeah. and you can't shine on every line because that's not your job yeah um so you I, I'm not I'm generally not worried if it's not 100% mm-hmm. because I know I can get it to be 100% okay so that's fine but it depends on other people's sort of state of mind whether they need it to be totally 100% yeah. all the time. Yes. You know, so there might be multiple callbacks. Okay. You know, if, yeah. we, if we're doing casting for Disney, the Germany is callbacks mm. most, most of the time and most other American clients as well. Yeah. Um, mm. BBC sometimes make a decision. Yeah. Straight away. Sometimes. Uh-huh. Excellent. And then, yeah, so you're doing lots lots of stuff over the pond in America as yes. well now. Yes, just because lots of our clients are US-based. Yeah. So depending upon the shows, sometimes the back of my days are very heavy. Yeah. <laughs> it's so like, you're, casting, you're casting American voices in America as well as... Sometimes, yeah. sometimes. Okay. 
by and large, I'll be casting English voices out of UK. Yeah. Just because the time the time difference makes it pretty yeah, much untenable. Oh, LA is tricky. You know, we yeah. went we went out um, and we did uh, a half day casting with children out there and just. LA kids, you know, they're just a different breed. They're amazing, aren't they? Absolutely amazing. They are, I mean, you know, yeah. LA kids that are listening to this, or American kids generally, or all kids, but um, American kids do have a, they have a, a real confidence. Yes. Yeah. They? And, uh, you know, the, the studio organised the casting, and there was more or less one person every five minutes just wheeled in. No no meet and greet, they purely just like, they'd appear in front of, you know, behind the glass, introduce themselves, ask, we handed their CV and go, oh, <laughs> More than anyone ever done. <laughs> yeah, you've been in four features and yeah. three TV series, and you're 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 six. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yes. and amazing. Yeah, you know, and, and there are some amazing UK kids. We do casting days at theatre schools as well, okay. where they basically you know present us with you know their 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 choice ones. Um, and I normally do sort of location record. Okay, on those. Um, and found some brilliant people through that as well. And some brilliant people, not necessarily for the job that I was casting for, but just okay. brilliant people. There was, there was one boy, probably about 11, and he just had just so much going on behind his eyes. Yeah. He was just, he was just fascinating. Yeah. It was just like, wow, you're just, you're just so deep and interesting. You're just going to have your own series in about 20 minutes. Wow. And I said to the, the, the agent of the third school, I was like, oh, so, 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 he was amazing. And she said, yeah, yeah, Spielberg thought so too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so he's 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 moving quite high circles. Yeah, then. <laughs> wow, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, and um and so so yeah. So what is it? What is it that you know kind of makes a good animation actor? What, what do you think? What are the kind of because there, there'll be people listening to this who have thought about going into animation. Um, you know, like the idea of it and think, you know, that's, I mean, God, it's an amazing job, yeah. right? You get to play and, and have fun and, and do, you know, fun characters. But, what, yeah, what, what do you think For, the kind of thing, the keys to, to good... Generally, the three things I'm always looking for in a performance are truth, yeah. comedy and consistency. Mm, nice. So consistency is actually really important. Yeah. To be able to do it again. Yes. And do the same. Yes, do the same yeah. voice. Because somebody and, who says, oh, yeah, I can do an Australian accent, but then, you know, they can't do the same type of Australian yeah. accent. And then suddenly, you know, or they can do Welsh and then it goes Indian. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and also consistency in performance as well as, as well as say, the, the voice. So if, if I change one thing, mm -hmm. that's the only thing I wouldn't change. Right. So, if I want emphasis on a single a single yes. word and leave everything else alone, yes, don't change what you've just done. Yes. at the back end of a line. Yes, <laughs> and I mean that's you know, you know that's a real skill as a voice oh, actor oh, to be able to to skill. do a read in a certain way and then do it exactly the same yeah. again. And maybe that, I guess that's something that people could practice at home. It is what you practice, and yeah, and that practicing at home. Mm -hmm. I think is really, really important yep. of just practice creating character yes. and knowing how those characters sound in your head mm. on headphones mm. and then go back and recreate them 
yep. without referencing what you did before and then see if it's the same. Mm. So just work out how good your memory is, your muscle memory for characters yes. and work out a way of remembering them. Yeah. Be it a, a physical thing, yeah. be it a mental thing, be it your posture, where you put your face, where you put your tongue, whatever. Just, just so you can lock into it. Because... Mm. Uh, yeah, more and more we, well, we've always in animation used people for multiple characters, but it's just finding a way of recreating those characters and not doing it just by going, oh, that's the Scottish one. Yeah. Because that's not really good enough. No, you know it, has, I mean? it has to be a full, rounded yeah. character yeah. With, yeah, with, yeah, with depth and, and with a backstory, because, yeah, it's not, and then that's the thing, I think, that the key is that it's not about the sound of the voice, it's about the acting. Yeah, it's about the believability yeah. of the character. Yeah. Yeah. And when you... So when you look at a really good character actor, uh, you know, the sort of film character actor, mm -hmm. you know, they'll look the same yeah. as their other character. Yes. They'll probably sound the same, yeah. but they'll be a different character. Yes. And you'll totally buy it. Yes. Apart from, you know, Nicholas Cage, which is yeah. Nicholas Cage, but, you know, <laughs> yeah. but, like, they're really good. Hugh Grant's generally Hugh Grant, <laughs> but, you know, yeah. there, there are some exceptions yeah. to the rule, but yeah. generally, yeah, Hugh Grant absolutely. was brilliant in Paddington too. Oh, yes. Oh, he, he, yes. he was just like somebody who said, you can just, you can be free. And yeah. he, he just basically was, he was so, he's such a brilliant performance. Oh, yeah, <laughs> performance. Oh, amazing. Um, but yes, so in terms of, so uh, if, if those who are listening would like to get into animation and they're interested in getting in, into animation, it's, it's, it's sitting at home and it's practicing. And, and I think that's something that I've heard a lot of successful animation voice actors when I've interviewed them and talked to them. They've often said that they started at home as a kid, you know, with a cassette player, yeah. recording themselves doing funny voices or doing funny voices at the, at the kitchen, you know, at the breakfast table and being told off by their mums. Yes, totally. Um, yeah. So it is, and it's it's practice, practice, and it's it's to, to continue doing that. Um, we had Dee Bradley Baker. Have you mm -hmm. worked with Dee? Oh, I know. He's amazing. Yeah. So we had him on, a, on the VoiceOver Hour live webinar. Uh, recently and he was talking about just experimenting with sounds and how yeah. you know he's in the car and he just he's just driving along experimenting with different sounds yeah. and and making different because he, he so d bradley baker does all the kind of monsters and creature sounds in in tons of animation and films and um and how he's he's constantly trying different noises with his yeah. with it and it was interesting because after that i found myself in the car you know, doing, you know, <laughs> creatures and trying different things, but but that's a that's a good place actually. Cars are really good for for practicing. Like yeah, it's a safe place, and it's it, there's a kind of there's a good acoustics you get yes. in a car, isn't yes. there? Um, and you, generally, you know, generally you're on your own, or you you know, unless the kids are kind of you know, they're going, oh no, mum's doing it again. again. No, stop. <laughs> but yeah, practice and get to know your voice. There's an actor, actor that I work, work with that, who's just got amazing vocal skill and can sort of do this like double larynx thing that sounds like two voices coming no. out of himself at once. And no. it's just like, oh, wow. I don't know how you did that. That was my phone. Oh, that was yours. Okay. Apologies. <laughs> that's yeah, so that that's yeah. okay. <laughs> that was coming from no. my laptop. I was like, oh. Um, wonderful. Excellent. And then, um, so we talked about where you find them and auditions. So, um... Voice reels, in terms of people's voice reels. Now, um, and again, it's I, I find it fascinating the difference between the UK and the US because um, in, there's a there's a huge price difference to yes. start with yep. uh, in terms of getting your voice reel made in the US and and made in the UK. 
the UK. It's much more expensive in the US. But yeah, in the US, you audition for everything. In the UK, we still get booked or, or get shortlisted at least from our reels. Yes. Um, and so how important is it to have a, a character reel? I, I think if you want character work, to have a character reel. Yeah. It's- and also, you know, most ads, well, a lot of ads are booked with character voices. Okay, as, yeah. As well. Yeah. So, you know, you're not discounting. Just, I just wouldn't pigeonhole yourself too much yeah. with each reel. <laughs> you know. Okay. Yeah, I think you just have a character reel. A character, yes. Narration reel. Yes. Commercials reel. Yeah. And that's probably enough. Yes. I think. Yeah. You know. And maybe a video game reel if that's... But yeah, you don't want to kind of have... Yeah, as you said, don't want to have like tons... Um, because because nobody's going to listen to yes yeah it's like most of the time the first one I go to is narration reel okay which tells me their starting point yes and how good an actor they are okay that's interesting that you get acting from from a narration because a lot of people I I, uh, you know and I know voiceovers and I you know it's all acting um but a lot of people would sort of think that you know narration is kind of you know laid back and whatever but it is Actually, doing the natural read is is, yeah. is 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 actually really tough. It is, and you're and you're always should be telling a story. Yeah. So you know, your the intention of, of a line should always be correct, and if it if it's not, you can hear it. Yeah. And either yes. it needed to be a better starting point or a better direction on it. I love that because yeah. I think you're absolutely right. Because I think the thing is with when you start adding, so so what you're 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 going for yeah the base level, which yeah. is the, the and then and then when you add characters and you know accents and all that, that's the kind of that's the that's the fluff. That's the, not the fluff, but that's yeah, the yeah. that's but, the the dressing things up. But yeah. if you if you've got the the authenticity, yeah, of being a strong actor who knows how to use their voice, yeah, knows how to connect to the copy, yeah. And, and connect to the audience. I love it. Awesome. Yeah. And then so so with a with a character reel, because um, yes, I wanted to talk about accents actually. So how how important is it that people can do lots of accents? Um, it's useful. Yeah. Um, especially when creating lots of characters. Like if you, if you look at something like the Octopus, we've lost oh, count. It's like in the thousands. Of what thousands of accents? Of characters, of characters. that we've done. Okay. Yeah. Across the episodes. Yeah. It's Octonauts is amazing. And if anyone's listening to this and they haven't watched Octonauts, go and watch it because it's brilliant. Um, it's my nephew's favourite <laughs> show. Yeah. Everyone goes yeah. through their Octonauts face. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I, for the, the little reference clips that I keep, I think in one season we had 400 different characters. Wow. Um, and that was just across one season, one season six now. So, wow. you know, we're... <laughs> How many episodes per season? Uh, it, it varied. It was, it was 52 uh, and then two times 26 plus some specials yeah. and then 26, I think, and then some more specials. We're just finishing off some stunning specials including a musical oh wow unbelievable oh my gosh Um, and then season six is 52 episodes again so yeah we've got quite a lot of episodes yeah (laughs) and then so yeah so in terms Um, of accents yeah so I think I think it's important to I had a a conversation with with an agent regarding um, your accent thing on Spotlight Mm -hmm. when you asterisk it to be your natural accent yeah 
if you say that everything's your natural accent, I'm going to ignore you because <laughs> it's not. Okay. And it's like, well, I can do them up to a natural blah, blah, blah place. It's like, well, in your opinion. Yeah. But I want to know your natural accent. I yeah. want to know your starting point. Yes. That's what I'm looking I'm looking for truthful information here. Okay. Um, That's a good tip for all of you out there who've got to take <laughs> the asterisks yeah. off all the multiple. Um, what if you're a mixture? Um, do you think that, do you think that yeah, well, yeah. Do, yeah. Um, do, do this, the, the, what the main accent is, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, you can be English or Scandinavian. Mm-hmm. That's quite an easy one to, to mix. Yeah. Or, or, you know, Scandinavian American or whatever. So, yeah, if there's a, but if it's like everything. Yeah. If it's like <laughs> London, <laughs> Lancashire, Liverpool, <laughs> Leeds, Welsh, Elves. Yeah, Irish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, really? Yeah. Where are you born? South African <laughs> thrown in too. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, list everything you can do up yeah. to a, a good standard. Yeah. Because I'll take it that you can do it. Yeah. If you, if you list it. And because a lot of the time I'm doing castings looking for authentic accents. Mm-hmm. So... If you either haven't done a, a tick that that is your authentic accent, yep. or you've done that everything's your authentic accent, yeah. then you sort of get lost. You don't come up on searches. Yeah. Um, and given the number of actors out there, you need to be able to be found. Yeah. And just having a website is not really good enough. Okay. Um, and people email me going, I'm an actor. And I'll do a Google search for their name plus voice actor. So as tied down as I can, and it just won't come up. It's just like, really? But their website won't come no. up. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so gosh. it's just like, even if, you know, somebody goes, oh, that person, I'll search them. Or he might be on yeah, the yeah, page yeah. five or something. So it is... You need to be able to be found. So you need you need a website. Yeah, you, you, need, you, you need, need to be on web. social media. Yeah, I, I well, um, you're not that. I I I, I don't know. It, it, do, you, do you guys ever look at? Because I know there's a thing that that's been sort of that's been happening in the video game world, and people are getting very excited about it. That that castings can can go down to how many Twitter followers or how many Instagram followers you've got, and people get very upset about it. Oh, yeah, um, good reason. Because it's, it's, it's not we, real. We sometimes we've we've asked to be we've asked to cast influencers. Oh, for certain shows okay um, because they will resonate with the audience yes interesting influencers are not actors yeah and that becomes quite evident quite quickly yeah there's a couple that can do it mm-hmm. but you know you're looking for people and and they're going oh well he's really got 200,000 followers it's like well get an actor in then you know it's it's that that's desire I had a little peek and I okay. think it's dropping off now, yeah. which is which is a good thing. Yeah. You yes. Know. Yes. Because um, acting is yeah, I mean acting you know, yeah, that's truth and that's that's the beauty yeah. and the magic, isn't it? Yeah, and being in, unless unless you're casting somebody that just needs to be that person and they're playing a cameo. Okay. That's yes. Fine. There yeah, was yeah. there was um, oh, there was a show and I was talking about a person and 
Um, who, who, who? I can't, I can't say, I can't say. And I was like, what, the so-so, so-so, who's the single so-so, so-so band? They're like, yes. I was like, he's not an actor. He went, no, but look, he's been in, in The Simpsons. I was like, yes, a cameo of himself. <laughs> he's been in Futurama as a cameo of himself. And it's just like, he's not an actor. So and they wanted him to come in and do a he, character, not himself. Yeah. Oh, wow. And I was just like, this needs somebody that can play a character. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, so you know those those sort of things that are ideas that people have, and they mm. they quite often go away quite quickly. Yeah, luckily. But <laughs> you know, I think we did a computer game at uh, some with Lemmy in it. That would be brilliant. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Just be Lemmy, yeah. <laughs> and he was just Lemmy. I think he's like half off with JD during the session. <laughs> oh, funny, did he? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Is it we say yeah? Oh, drinking whiskey in voiceover sessions. Anyway, it's not recommended, by the way. <laughs> no, that is no. not recommended. Um, and then, um, so agents. Yes. So how important is it? A good agent will push you forwards. Yeah. You know, I get emails from agents all the time saying, just taking this person on, I think they're really good. Or just taking this person on, they're on stage, um, do you want to take it to come see it? You know, all that sort yeah. of stuff. So you get to know people through that. Yeah. You know, and seeing people on stage, you get to see different levels of their acting yeah. as well. Yeah. And, you know, and how they work in an ensemble piece. Um, far more than, than seeing them on a TV programme. Yeah. So it's all useful stuff. And, you know, you can say, oh, I can email people and say, come to my show, which sometimes we go like, yeah, we, we're around, we'll come to it. Um, so, if, yeah, it's not a bad thing to have an agent. Yeah. Are there, are they, I mean, I would imagine you've got, you've got a kind of, you've got the good ones. And then, so turning on its head a little bit, um, in terms of people who are listening, who are interested in getting into casting mm-hmm. animations, what, what would you recommend for them? What kind of advice have you got for anyone that wants to, wants to kind of get into casting? Because... Because we ca- we've come to casting in a, a sort of sideways route. Yes. Very much so. Yeah. Um, casting directors generally come out of casting that are generally one one person bands mm-hmm. that work alone and then get bigger. Quite often coming out of agencies. So I would recommend becoming an agent's assistant. Okay. And also going on the casting directors guilds website and reading their guidelines in how to become a casting director okay being a casting director is when it's all going well is one of the best jobs in the world nice. when it's not going well is one of the most frustrating jobs in the world where they go no we want to hear more people who have you got and you're going uh, i've been through all my my best people i can't find any more people or you're just given a brief I got an email yesterday saying we just uh, having trouble with, with a certain voice we're looking we've cast it once we're looking to recast it um, has to be a child of South South Asian descent who's moved to Australia right <laughs> <laughs> so if everybody has a London Lon- Lon- London London Indian accent that's fine but I was just like please don't put Australian in there as well yeah. don't, please don't say London Indian Australian <laughs> so it's like, the briefs get really really minute yes really minute wow. um, and specific yeah and you can't yeah, yeah. and, and I, I remember you were talking um, we went for lunch ages ago and you were talking about how um 
disability and, and, and ethnicity, so ethnic minorities, and if you've got a disability, there's actually a kind of yeah. We always we always try to cast. try to cast directly if a character is visually disabled. We yes. try to cast directly because that's that's happening yeah. more and more now. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, that's a really good thing. It takes commitment from the producer because mm-hmm. it's going to cost more. Yeah, um, but if you if you want to do the right thing, commit to it. Yeah, we had we had a situation on on Thunderbirds where they said we got money for to do one more character build, and we can make the, and we can make it same character. Um, have let's look at the stories that we've got left to tell. Yeah. Let's look at the characters that are in those stories and how we can incorporate that within the story legitimately. Yeah. Um, and then. They said, you know, have you got anybody in mind that you want to use? And, the, the, and there was a girl that I'd worked with that, that I'd auditioned for another show. Yeah. Um, so we cast her in it. Fantastic. Went up to Scotland to record her. Um, cast another uh, Scottish lad locally as well, so we could, could record them together. Took one of the actors up from London to record with them in Scotland. Um, and she got to have an input in the design of, of the, her futuristic chair as well, which was quite cool. Oh, nice. Um, and uh, and her disability wasn't relevant to the story yeah. because disability is generally not relevant to everyday a person's everyday is not a motivation for somebody's story. Yeah. It just was part of them, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is you know the right way of doing it. So so th- those sort of comments from, from production are great when they mm-hmm. happen. Nice. They're really good. Nice. And then so I know that at the moment with. Um, with things like Netflix and Amazon Prime and Disney now, there is there is a, a, a surge in in new animations being mm. created, which is really really exciting. Um, what yeah, what's what's kind of happening and what what are the trends and what do you see kind of going forward? Um, there there is a lot of new stuff being made, which is great because there's because Netflix and and Apple and, and lesser Amazon they're going fits and bursts are doing great investment, especially Netflix. The 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 Netflix investment is or commitment to animation is very exciting because when you've sort of had your idea, mm-hmm. you don't have to spend a year and a half selling it to all these territories to get as much money so you can actually make it. Because wow. if you sell it to the BBC, they give you X percentage, so you need to sell it to get all the other percentage. Netflix right. will give you a hundred percent. Wow! So you can go away and make it. Yeah. So you can get things off the ground a lot quicker. Yeah. Um. And also. If you're producing something for a terrestrial broadcaster, it generally you have to sort of adhere to that slight sitcom format where you where nothing changes at the end of the episode. Okay. And so everyone's back to where they started. Right. So episodes can be broadcast in any order. Oh, I see. Yes. But with Netflix, you can do chapter-based storytelling. Oh, nice. So you can have much larger, longer story arcs. Yeah, yeah. Which is really exciting. Mm. Really, really exciting. Yeah, so it's really anarchy, but from an acting and character development point of view, it's really, really exciting. Yeah. Which is good. Fantastic. Yeah. Wonderful, yeah. wonderful. Well, um, and, and what about inspiration for you? Where do you, where do you get your inspiration for your, for your work? Um, largely for the material that we're given, really. Yeah. But it's, you, you, we get, we get approached to do quite a lot of shows and, mm-hmm. and, we turn down a good number of them yeah. um, if they don't inspire us. Yeah. So stuff, 
Stuff that's new, stuff that's different. It's like if if castings are difficult, so people sort of say, "Oh, are you around to cast this?" It's like, well, "What what are you casting?" Yeah. And they're like, "Oh, the face the girl." And the boy was a bit, bit, little bit mis- misunderstood. Oh, and the dad's the dad's a little bit soppy. The mum's real real leader of the household. Yeah. And you go, "Oh, really? That's <laughs> yeah, been done before." Um, or you'll get a brief through, and you go, "Oh, actually, that's really interesting." Yeah. And also, that's really difficult as well. Yeah. So. Interesting and difficult briefs mm. are good. Yeah, uh, lovely design and lovely storytelling is good. Um, when when the brief came through for for Hilda, which is based on Luke Pearson's uh, comic books, yeah, so you could see the stories um, very much so, and the the, the animation is really faith, faithful to the original comics. Mm. Um, it's like, well, this is gonna look beautiful. Yeah, you know. And, yeah. and the stories are, are fantastical and great, and the script writing was really strong. So yeah, things like that. Just good storytelling is exciting. Yeah, and then and so um, probably a, a good one to kind of finish up on. Uh, what was your favourite animation as a kid? <sighs> probably Scooby Doo actually. Scooby Doo. I think the pre Scrappy Doo yeah. days. Scrappy Doo ruined it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Scooby Doo. Nice. I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I remember playing most Wonderful. as a child. And there, was the, and there was an animated Spider-Man that was really cool as well. Awesome. Yeah. Nice. And then actually, yeah, last piece of kind of advice for, for those um, who are listening. And I know you guys have had tons of advice here from Dave. Dave, is, thank you so much for, for the hour. But, um, you know, like training, would you say, like, you know, what, what would you say yeah, is, is I, important I think, for, for I th- people? I think, tra- I think training is important, even if it's just sort of self-training. Yeah. It's just like never rest on your laurels. Yeah. It's I'm always trying to learn more yeah. about you know because my 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 engineering's my background is engineering and a lot and some of the some of the ways I record people are quite unusual to free up them into giving performances. Yeah. Um. So keeping abreast of technology, I I do a lot so I can keep at the top of my game yep. job wise and just you know and I look at you know ways of directing actors and other, other things and just ways of communicating with people so I can try and constantly be better yeah so it's just practice 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 yeah, yeah. there was the um the drummer from Rush died mm. last week oh um, wow. Uh, who was a fantastic drummer from the from the seventies? But one one thing this was re- only relevant because one thing uh, he said he still took drumming lessons. Yeah. From you know, and he's been one of the most successful drummers in the world. Wow. Like at the age of sixty, seventy, yeah. he was still taking lessons That's because it. I guess you can always improve. Absolutely. So I, I do I do think training is important yeah. um, and. Most of what one does in one's life to get better is practice. Yeah. So, and training is practice in a structured way. So, yeah, yeah just practice. Fantastic. Wonderful. Well, thank you so, so much, Dave. It's been an amazing hour. I know you guys all listening in. You will uh, you will have, have learned a lot and, um, and we've all been inspired by your wonderful stories and your lovely information. And it's been fantastic. So thank you so much, Dave. Pleasure. I want to give a little shout out to Soho Square Studios yes. that have beautifully allowed us to use one of their rooms to record this podcast. Yes. So, 
Many thanks to Soho Square Studios. Thank you, Soho Square Studios. Wonderful, excellent. Thank you very much. Bye. Thank you for listening to the VoiceOver Hour podcast, brought to you by the VoiceOver Network, with special sponsors, Rode Microphones, Source Elements, Studio Bricks, and Focusrite. The Buzz magazine is actually the only magazine in the world dedicated to the voiceover industry. It's available globally, in print and online, and in English and Spanish. It's a quarterly magazine and it's filled with reviews, interviews, stories, up-to-date information. The Buzz magazine is a wonderful platform that builds bridges for voiceover communities around the world to come together to share relevant information. And I'm incredibly proud of it. My name's Rachel Naylor. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you check out our next episode where we bring you more behind-the-scenes stories in the voiceover industry. listening to a podcast company podcast. This was made by Podcast Syndicator, where we help you go from start to grow to making money with your podcast. Let us help you share your message and your voice with the world. Reach out now, Jason at podcastsyndicator.com or Brett at podcastsyndicator.com to find out more. Thank you for listening and do come back to hear nothing but the best podcasts.